five-ish fangirls, I love you. And I'm one of the five-ish. In fact, I'm the biggest one of the five-ish. I am the sixth Doctor Colin Baker, and I wish you all well. Have fun. continue all the way to episode 406 of the five-ish fangirls podcast i'd like to put it in order for a pair of opera glasses and some ice cream at the intervals raspberry seems appropriate welcome everyone to this week's episode of the five-ish fangirls podcast so glad you joined us let's start off like a new with a virtual table and see who's joined us this week this is Brittany video this is holly from wisconsin and this is Rachel in a secret laboratory in a castle on top of a mountain surrounded by bats. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello. There's just so many good lines in this audio. Though. Like, oh, I gotta I squeeze them in wherever I can. Yeah. 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 I, I love the out of Colin all the Baker places, doing what he does best. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, out of all the places you had to walk into here. Yeah. <laughs> All of the space stations in all of the universe and they're working in this one. Yep. You didn't have a choice, Doctor. Anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wish this, one's, get this one's so quotable. That. Yeah, oh my god, yes. So, but first we need to do the news because it's stacked up a little since we haven't done news in a couple weeks. <laughs> so, uh, so first uh, 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 conventions coming crazy. Uh, in conjunction has finally announced their dates. We don't have a location yet. I guess the ink isn't dry on the uh, the uh, the uh, contract with the uh, hotel yet, but I guess it's finalized enough that they felt comfortable enough announcing the date. So, um, it is going to be in July, as always, but in this case, July 7th through 9th. So, I am excited! Mm -hmm. so it's always a fun little con. It is a little con, but it is a fun con. So should be a good time um and then of course um gen con uh housing <laughs> housing hotel rooms opened up yesterday apparently it was a big old cluster um and i'm glad surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah it's always a hot mess so luckily i don't need a hotel room so yeah, I just sit back and <laughs> enjoy the fact that I don't need to worry about that. So, but uh, it, it's always a mess. That the it, it it is one of those things where it's like, you know, if you could get in and you get the hotel you want, great. If not, we've got months between now and Gen Con, and more rooms will open up as people people's plans change, people's cancel whatever mm -hmm. so it's like if you didn't get in at the get-go 
if you can wait it out you're probably gonna be fine <laughs> so uh, but yeah so and then and also badges are on sale i already got my badge so uh so gen con rolling along so, uh and then coming uh a little closer schedule wise uh lexington toy and comic expo which i will be there although i don't know what dates i'm going to be there yet because lexington is four days uh kind of like gen con so it's a thursday friday saturday and sunday i'm not sure i can do all four days but i do have a badge so it's just a matter of will i be able to do friday that saturday sunday or just saturday sunday like i did last time um tbd um but uh but yeah, they're still making guest announcements, a lot of voice actors and, and uh, like comic artists and stuff. But returning to the scene of the crime is Sylvester McCoy. <laughs> Who was there last time I was there? He was his booth was right next to Colin Baker's. And while Colin and I were comparing shoes because we were both wearing Crocs, Sylvester decided to butt in and share with the fact that he was also wearing Crocs because <laughs> we're all just a bunch of old ladies, um, apparently, who like wearing Crocs. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that should be interesting. Sylvester's always a hoot. So, uh, be interesting to see um, what shenanigans he gets into he's a he's a little firecracker um and then uh a little closer to home ish uh louisville closer to me than lexington um but popcon of course two events this year uh louisville and indianapolis making lots of announcements for both again a lot of like anime cartoon voice actors that i have no idea who they are because i don't watch anime so sorry um but a couple of exciting announcements for the louisville show returning to popcon but in this time this time in louisville jim cummings Ooh, nice returning to popcon of course jim we had what two years ago jim was two years ago so um and then excited about this <laughs> dante basco who you know if you're of a certain age you know him as rubio <laughs> so, yeah from the movie hook um, and then coming to Indianapolis, <laughs> I'm so excited about this. <laughs> Say something nice, Michelle Gomez. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when I saw that announcement, it was like she's screaming all the way. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited! Oh, I've been anxious to cross paths with michelle for years and i was going to um uh, 
eons ago in the days before the pandemic at an event that unfortunately got canceled so um this is this has been a long time coming so i'm very excited to <laughs> meet missy <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure she's going to be a lot of fun to have around as well. So, lining up to be a very, very exciting convention season. I'm ready. My body is ready. Is my wallet ready? Probably not, but you know, whatever. Life is short. Eat dessert first. <laughs> Oh. uh and then of course we had the big game yep last night which i'm mm -hmm. pretty sure i heard the vortex boys screaming for their yep. kansas city chiefs mm -hmm. for uh squeaking out a win there <sighs> i did not watch it uh apparently the final call that put kansas city in position <laughs> to win bit controversial yep. Yep. Yeah. But uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't have any skin in the game, so I didn't either. But I kind of had it on for the whole thing, and man, I mean, shootout galore. It, <laughs> two good teams. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, let's say I did not watch a single lick of it. I was just I was doing other things, and as like trailers and stuff were dropping, yep. I would be watching them and be like, oh, cool uh so of course they always use the big game uh -huh. the super bowl to uh give us give us goodies yes. as far as trailers mm -hmm. and stuff so i did not put it in the show notes but uh because i can't say that i was too it's too bad chrissy's not here unfortunately she's sick again uh so and she was uh, she's open to preserve her voice so that she could do gold standard this week so, um but uh of course we did get the our first look at the flash dc movie which i don't care really although apparently james gunn is really excited about this and, and happy to be putting it out there in the world i mean it's if you watch the flash tv series yeah they've done this plot line already with uh -huh. you know, flashpoint where he goes yep. he <laughs> figures out how to travel through time goes and saves his mother from being killed and it breaks everything um <laughs> So, I mean, I'm sure the entire time I'd be like, okay, Spider-Man, no way home, did this uh -huh. way better. Um, uh -huh. But uh, I will say, seeing Michael Keaton uh -huh. in, in the outfit where he can't he turn his... He, 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 he said the words! He said the words! And it, and they and they haven't bothered to, like, they made sure that the outfit, even though it's been decades... It's still the same Batman outfit. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sure they've I've had they've had to make a new one. I'm sure he probably oh, yeah yeah the old the his the OG one I'm sure is like on display somewhere or something yeah. Uh, but they made sure that it you know is still the same outfit where he has no neck and therefore can't turn his head. Um, mm -hmm. 
but braced yeah yeah exactly uh but yeah he he says the line and to hear that that danny elfman batman Mm -hmm. theme again i was like that stinger uh, yep i i kind of can i can i just watch just the michael keaton parts (laughs) please i don't care about the rest of the movie i just want to watch michael keaton as batman again uh so yeah we'll see um i doubt i'll be running to the theaters for it uh, maybe like a red box rental or something maybe um but that being said we did get other trailers including our trailer for guardians of the galaxy volume three which oh my god the feels mm-hmm. the feels the feels like this is so sad. Mm-hmm. Some, something's gonna happen in this movie that people are gonna be upset about. I just mm-hmm. it's just a matter of who is it going to happen to? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh so but yeah, it's I mean it's guardians, it's it's Groot, it's Drax, it's Matt, you know, it's all of them. It's, mm-hmm. it's a ragtag bunch of ne'er-do-wells that somehow have managed to worm their way into our hearts. So, um, and then we got a new trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. <laughs> Which not really uh some similar footage we got with the first one there's a few clips that are new i mean this is likely harrison ford's last ride is indiana jones so oh yeah it looks it looks like they're trying to go back to you know the look and feel that we had with the first three movies um Mm -hmm. So and again, and to see Sala again, and to see, I mean, he was in the other trailer, but still uh-huh. to have the reminder that yes, yes. John Reese Davies is back as Sala, I am totally down for this. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it'd be a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have our Academy Award nominations. So our little pod v pod uh, competition can officially begin now that we have choices so some interesting you know some uh you know not surprises a few surprises um so you know i guess we'll see what happens in about a month but uh mm-hmm. you know Word up to uh, Angela Bassett get that Best Supporting Actress nod for Black Panther. Mm-hmm. She's been winning everything else, so I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that she can she could take it to the Academy Awards because that would just Same be, here. yeah, I mean I it would be a huge, huge boon for comic book movies. Yeah, yep. yes, they get they did give. The Academy Award to um 
brain fart. Uh, Chadwick Boseman? No. Um, okay. No, because they didn't, unfortunately. Oh, um, that's right. Sorry. I thought for some reason I thought they did. Yeah, no, I wish. Um, mm-hmm. Heath Ledger. Uh, oh, think I get it eventually. Yeah. yeah. As, as it, for his performance as the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it was posthumous. Um, but, you know. I would kind of argue maybe that The Dark Knight isn't quite a comic book movie, though. I mean, obviously, it's Batman. But. Right it's 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 a it's a different feel i mean it's very it, dark it was, and yeah. gritty, and it's like a noir yeah. type mm-hmm. kind of thriller it just happens to be set in the batman universe but i mean right heath ledger's performance he could have pulled off a very similar performance and that not be the joker against batman and probably mm-hmm. just as compelling you know, if they made it like a you know thriller noir type thing without the the comic book bits, um, but I mean Black Panther obviously it's it's straight up comic book, um, so I'm also very biased to the MCU. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it would it would be a I think I I think it would be a big boon for the the genre films, um yeah so that and it would be nice to see another woman of color yes the acting statue so because apparently they uh when it came to best actress they forgot that there are some very good women of color that have put in some very good performances going into mm-hmm. the award season so academy so and I have finally seen everything, anything, everything, everywhere, all at once. Man, that's a mouthful. Uh, I finally saw that. And oh my God, it's so good. Uh, so. <laughs> okay, is it, is it all the hype that, is it worth all the hype? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's, I, yeah, I will definitely say the, the people that I've talked to that have not seen it yet um absolutely see it because i really i think it's a big contender for best picture um yeah uh i think it's gonna be unless something happens i think it's gonna be probably a a head-to-head race between michelle yo and kate blanchett i think for best actress Mm -hmm. um uh it's it i mean it's really really good it's a very unique premise i mean for anyone out there that's like oh they just keep remaking all so we want something new and different there you go this is this is new this is different i will say this is not a movie that you put on to watch while you're doing something else Uh -uh. it will require your complete attention just to keep track of what's going on yeah, there are some subtitles uh because they bounce between speaking in in whatever chinese dialect they're they're using um i don't know if it's mandarin or what um and english but visually there is a lot going on that if you don't see it you're good when it gets referenced 
later, you're going to be very confused because <laughs> something there's some things that you'll get a visual reference for, and then it'll come up again like the second half of the movie, and you'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a, it's a it's a very visual movie. the 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 dialogue is important, uh, but the visuals and the the storytelling that they're doing with the the yeah with the costumes and the oh my god it's it's well you just kind of have to see it once you see it you'll under you'll understand but it's one of those things it's like i don't know if i can really explain it you just kind of need to see it so but it is it is really good so it definitely lives up to the hype um so um so there is that. And of course, speaking of the Academy Awards, uh, in the feeds catching up, uh, we do have uh, Gold Standard um, with uh, their. It's weird for me to say our review of the English patient because I'm not in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> 60 69 episodes in i finally missed one because i was out of town uh so you can hear nick and zan talk about the english patient which i cannot say that i was up really upset that i missed that particular discussion because i very much if you've seen that episode of seinfeld i'm very much elaine when it comes to the english patient so uh <laughs> <laughs> so there's that uh but this month's uh patreon episode is also now available for patrons where we review yentl so and then we have coming up this week our next episode which is titanic which knock on wood chrissy's feeling good enough to appear on <laughs> so. mm-hmm. yeah uh and then uh we mentioned it briefly but uh had to brush over it because we had our guest last episode but yes book club updates yes just a second let me quick pull that up i know i was forgetting to do something here hold on <laughs> <laughs> uh i got it uh thank you <laughs> uh the doctor who big finish technophobia which is the yes. doctor adventures number one mm-hmm. and then the poll for march is up yes which the choices are the stone rose trial of valiars mm-hmm. <laughs> the clockwise man and a world of demons the villains of doctor who yes sorry i could have done an audible and uh made trial of valiars the book of the month i'm like that's okay we'll put it to a book yep uh, but, but something tells me he thinks I know who what you're going to be voting for. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I have no clue, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I know nothing. I know nothing. 
uh feedback uh got quite a bit of feedback actually because again it got a little backed up um and then shalane uh was trying i had feet we had feedback from shalane and aaron that came in after our queen news of the world so they both of them their feedback this talks all about that but then shalane was sending in feedback after last week's episode where we were talking to jen um and but shalane sent in like three feedbacks that came in because her email was screwing up so she oh wow. she was trying to send in she's trying to write out her feedback and then it'd send the email which she wasn't done yet so uh, i've I've, had that happen a couple of times i pieced together all of shalane's feedback into one big feedback uh so i hope that's okay shalane uh so uh speaking of queen's news of the world um she says i only have one thing to say about this album this is the album that i listened to while i was in my brother's room when i was younger (laughs) um yeah still good um uh she said uh speaking of her high school marching band would play we will rock you that does not surprise me that's a very common uh tune to be played by uh high school bands at like sporting events and stuff um she says, I remember the cover of the giant robot, robot holding the men. I was about five years old when I saw that. Well, hopefully you weren't as traumatized as, as Stewie on Family Guy. Um, <laughs> so, so besides the Beatles and Queen albums, what other albums by your favorite, favorite artists are you girls planning on talking about? We just make this up as we go along, girl. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll come across something but i mean the queen at catalog there's still a lot and even the beatles catalog there's still a lot that we've not covered so mm-hmm. um so even if even if we just stuck with those two we still that's still a lot of material so um but we'll see um and then she says another me uh musical you girls should talk about a saturday night fever that's not really a musical that's more of like a like i don't know what the proper label would be because it's like popular music but no one's singing it they're just dancing to it so it's a dance film how's that which is still good because i mean it's the Bee Gees. Which is awesome. Uh, she says, "Have you girls thought about talking about the Phantom of the Opera?" I can't say I have. I have seen Phantom on stage once. Honestly, I don't really care for it. I'm sorry, Andrew Lloyd Webber. You're you're a legend. I don't really care for Phantom of the Opera or cats. Don't hurt me. <laughs> I've seen both on stage and I'm just like, 
I mean, they're good. I mean, they're really, really good. I mean, it's like I, I would never be able to write something like that. Um, let alone be able to perform in it. Yeah, you know, I'm strictly a, a shower and car singer. Um, mm-hmm. Or when I'm home alone. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, I can't say I really care care for either phantom or or cats so unless somebody really insists we do phantom i can't imagine that we're ever gonna do it no i don't think i've ever i I know the need the song but i don't think i've ever seen any version of yeah and then there's there's a movie version a musical movie Mm -hmm. version they did like in the last 10 ish years or so mm-hmm. thereabouts and it's i mean it's big it's flashy they allows them you know because it's film allows them to do all sorts of things they can't do on stage so it looks really good but it's not necessarily a proper adaptation of the musical kind of like the lame is which we're mm-hmm. totally going to do um uh, sooner than you might think <laughs> um and then talking about tiktok because we talked about tiktok quite a bit with jen last week um and shalane is quite the avid user on tiktok i'm quite impressed actually with the amount of content she cranks out <laughs> uh she says for me when i got i got uh for me i got tiktok because a friend of mine got one and uh she started doing tiktok is making videos of her singing pointing movies well it was during the pandemic which makes sense um she says i was a little short of followers and likes then when i posted my don't rain on my parade song and nearly went viral that's cool since i've been doing duets fun facts and having wandavision songs in the background i also found so many videos that are fun to find yeah there's always sort of random stuff shalane and i have a ongoing chat inside tiktok where all we're doing is just like sharing random videos that we find with <laughs> each other that are based on our interests honestly <laughs> so, that's the same with me and my mom yeah yeah it's like we, we don't really talk we just share mm-hmm. <laughs> uh she said uh, she's gotten used to using tiktok since she's had it for two years she's had it longer than i have i'm still trying i i still find myself like wait how do i do that um she says i was gonna do cosplay videos but didn't instead i do trivia and she loves it um and then she also has a youtube channel uh which has her videos of doing cover songs her singing and then vlogs uh kind of like i do because i too do vlogs um because i also have an app that makes uh helps her edit her vlogs which yeah there's lots of options out there you know we touched upon that a little bit when talking about content creation uh so i'll use my iphone and my ipad to make videos which both of those are handy it's always nice to have something that's handheld instead of lugging around a bunch of equipment. Um, she says, I'm getting used to editing videos on my TikTok, which is good because 
you can edit somewhat inside TikTok. I don't know how some people do it. Uh, <laughs> it's like some of my TikToks just come out a little awkward because I'm like, I the editing is just too, it's weird. But anyway, you're good at it. Um, and then she, more suggestions said two more movies we should talk about are The Sandlot and Dirty Dancing, which those are both really good movies two completely different movies mm-hmm. but very good movies yes <laughs> so, yeah you yeah, don't know how many certain yeah you sandlot line tonight two pooches quite a bit oh my god you don't know how many times like when somebody does something what you know which chauncey you'll get the reference mm-hmm. uh even when i say it to him um but you know yeah if i get frustrated at somebody nine times uh, the odds are you're killing me smalls is gonna come out of my mouth so Mm -hmm. yep that a bit at work it's the best (laughs) line for when you're frustrated it just gets the point across without any cursing or anything it's not vulgar but it gets the point across (laughs) uh and then we got some feedback from aaron um and his like i said came in after our queen episode so he says good evening my five-ish hosts when it comes to the academy award nominations i couldn't be happier for angela bassett giving her second nomination so one of my favorite actors i'm praying she finally wins her long overdue statue then there's everything uh-huh. everywhere all at once which i hope wins as many awards as possible especially for kehu kwan uh, Michelle Yeoh finally gets a nomination for what might be her best role. I'm at a small crossroads because she's up against Kate Blanchett, the greatest actor to have ever graced this planet. No citation needed. <laughs> I will constantly be at odds with myself as to who I want to win. I was ecstatic that both Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Hsu got into supporting actress i was convinced one would get in but not both you know the problem is is when you get people from the same film in the same category sometimes that splits the vote so then neither of them end up really statistically having a chance to win so um and they're both really good in everything all at once so um it's a very different i mean if you only know like jamie lee curtis either from like the halloween movies or like the remake of freaky friday with Lindsay lohan this is definitely a different role for her but she's so good it's very funny actually <laughs> so yeah and kehu kwan watching him in this is really wild because obviously he's grown up you know he's a it's been decades since we saw him in something like Indiana Jones or the Goonies. Um, uh-huh. Every now and then you will see a little bit of that, you know, that, that kid actor that most of us know him from, but yeah, it's kind of wild to be like, this is short round. Mm-hmm. This, 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 this is, this is short round. Okay. Again, he's really, really good. Um, no um says i have to comment on the possibility of you doing all doing an episode on les miserables 
I love Les Mis. Me too. I was in a crappy production years back in high school, but the story stuck with me. A few years later, I read the book for fun and fell in love with it. It's so rich in history and the amount of details that are typically left out due to time constraints. I crave to see a full TV miniseries adaptation. I've been collecting movie adaptations over the years, but I would be excited to hear all of your thoughts on not only the Hoha musical adaptation, but any other adaptation. So, yeah, there's there's been some non-musical film adaptations out there. Um, I can't say I watched any of them. So, but yeah, the the book is quite dense. So it it really does kind of if you were gonna do like a non-musical adaptation, like a mini series would probably be appropriate. <laughs> so um uh let's see. As for the topic, I don't have much of an opinion. I like Queen, but I'm not a diehard fan like my father. My father's got good taste. Uh, like most of the people I grew up with, we will rock you and we are the champions. For me, it was mainly because they were so predominantly featured in the Mighty Ducks movies. <laughs> yeah. I yep. watched the heck out of those. Funny thing, as a kid, I thought those two songs were exclusively for the movies and I broke my father's heart when he heard me referring to them as Mighty Ducks songs. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. As always, thanks for the great content and take care, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. We appreciate it. As always, Mighty Duck Sauce. I I get where he's coming from though, because they're I'm I, off the top of my head. I can't think of anything, but I'm sure as a kid. I heard probably popular music in a movie somewhere and thought that it was from, it was for that movie and exclusively from that movie. So <laughs> I, I know I definitely thought that that there's been a few like, and I found out later that it was actually existed before. I'm like, no, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, because we are children and we know nothing, but that is okay. All right, moving on to this week's main topic, because as we're recording this, my birthday is this Saturday. Yes, it is. Turning 40. It's not that bad. <laughs> I know. It's still weird to be going into a new decade, though. So it's just something weird about, like... Oh, I agree. I agree. Having that that front number change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> but anyway, as it is my birthday coming up, I, of course, had to pick a big finish audio for us to listen to and review. And of course, me being me, it's going to be a Six Doctor audio. Oh, but of course. But of course. Yes. So when I was looking at the extensive, extensive amount of Six Doctor related Big Finish audios out there, I decided I would pick the other side of the coin to one of my favorite Doctor Who stories, 
of all time trial of a time lord with trial of the valyard which sees the return of of course colin baker as the sixth doctor michael jaston as the valyard and linda bellingham as the inquisitor and i mean this is definitely one of those big finishes that if you've not seen trial of a time lord you're going to be very confused yes you are going to be very lost you, you as uh, what it, what it, what is what does charles call it on uh next stop everywhere uh, where he talks where he talks about related media uh reversing the reverse the polarity reversing the polarity yeah yeah so this would be yeah trial of a time lord would be the reversing the polarity polarity for this because there are so many references to not just trial of a time lord but to colin baker's era as the doctor yep. on tv mm-hmm. um this was released in december of 2013 so not very long after the 50th anniversary um and and before it it was a subscriber release and then they finally decided oh let's make it available for everybody and it's like thank you yeah yeah because this is not this is this is not the main line this is the six doctor adventures Uh uh-huh um line so um but yeah, this is definitely one where you need the the TV knowledge to be able to fill in a lot um, in this. But that being said, you know, like not a whole lot actually happens in this for an hour long, you know, big finish audio, 45 minutes of it is the doctor the inquisitor in the valleyard in the courtroom yep essentially sassing essentially sassing each other for 45 minutes and it's not till you get to the you know whatever you whatever you want to call it fourth quarter fourth part you know yeah the 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 grand finale of the audio where like stuff kind of happens but not really there's an explosion it's like the mm-hmm. biggest thing that happens in the in, in this audio and even then you don't get to hear the explosion really so <laughs> and it's just like huh okay yeah, yeah. so there's just like it, it like it doesn't seem like it should work because it sounds with that description it sounds like it would be very boring not. but with these particular characters it absolutely works because these three already i mean obviously colin baker is obviously i'm a little biased but amazing Mm -hmm. as a doctor his his doctor is very um is very good at running his mouth so yeah talking is a is a strength um and sometimes a weakness uh for this particular doctor so the fact that this is audio obviously let him run his mouth and do his thing it's going to be entertaining 
but these three have they're, they they already had the chemistry of these three characters from the trial of the time lord granted it been like 20 years mm-hmm. more than 20 years since they'd filmed that coming back to it all these years later but still um Uh, so yeah the i mean just and really really just call a baker and michael jason sassing yeah. each other is worth the price of admission worth the price of admission all in itself but linda bellingham holds her own yes because she even gets in a few zingers it's like oh yeah wow. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, lick spittle, you know. If I can get the word lick spittle in is you know already got a leg up on other people, I think. Uh mm-hmm. so well the the whole premise is that the 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 doctor is unfortunately been forced by the time lords to return to the same space station that his own trial had been held at. Um which he immediately recognizes and he's like oh hell no um and of course curiosity curiosity the the time lords he he they they, he plays into their hands but they also know how to play him because he's yeah the doctor especially this doctor you know you know which buttons to push and you're gonna you're gonna get something out of him um so but this time He's not the one on trial. It's the Valyard for committing a crime against the laws of Gallifrey. But because this is some, yeah, because it's the Time Lords, you know, if whatever, if you had a neutral and or potentially positive opinion of the Time Lords in general, before listening to this, odds are you probably are going to hate them. And for those if for some reason, if for some reason you, yeah, if for some reason you get to the end of this audio, and you're still siding with the Time Lords, I don't want to be friends with you because yeah. you're probably a psychopath. <laughs> uh huh. And you may want to get help yeah. because I mean. The the rant that the doctor goes on in his own trial, uh-huh. which is legendary speech of Colin Baker's doctor, you know, decadent, degenerate, rotten to the core. Even the Valyard comes back to quote that in this audio. Um, it's like okay, does, does not even do justice to just how pompous stuck up holier than thou think that they are the end all be all bees knees cat pajamas whatever that the time lords think themselves nerf herder time lords (laughs) oh my god they are just obnoxious and the thing is, is like I really like Linda Bellingham as the Inquisitor, and I liked her in Trial of the Time Lord. 
because but i even listen to this audio i go back and forth between being like yeah like yes because every now and then it seems like maybe she has a level head on her shoulders and then there are other times where it's like okay yeah you're obviously a product of the system that you have been part of for a very long time mm-hmm. and it's it's, it's frustrating because it's mm-hmm. like she she is like she'll you know she'll i mean obviously you know she wants the the the, the trial and everything to run with decorum and you know as as efficiently as possible that's not going to happen with these two particular you know (laughs) time lords Um, no ball chance uh you know where (laughs) yeah but you know there's some times where i'm like whose side are you on with her it's like are you are you it's like you know as the inquisitor you know are you supposed to be neutral are you supposed to be because there's sometimes where it's like it seems like it's very obvious that she's she's favoring the time lords but then there are other times where you know she's like seems to be on the doctor's side so it's like whose side are you on <laughs> girlfriend she's playing the angles <laughs> i guess so but um so it's a little frustrating but at the same time it's like i can't blame like her necessarily because that's the that's the character is she is she is a a a time lady you know and one of seemingly importance and in theory yeah she should be working in the time lord's best interests right Um, but it, 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 at the same time, it just reinforces just how awful the Time Lords and their system is. Yeah. And then you've got that other side, too, where the Valyard saying, hey, I'm Regeneration 13 on the Sixth Doctor. And the Sixth Doctor's like, are you sure about that? So she doesn't know who to believe. And, you know, the theory's never gotten tested this far. So it's just like... Right. Uh, yeah, who's going to be the one to set that bear trap off? <laughs> yeah, ready to deal with the consequences. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, I, I mean, if you've seen Trial of Time Lord, you know how awful the Valyard is. Oh, so yeah. you, you get this, you know, this this premise that yeah, he's finally being brought to task, and him being put on trial. It's like, okay, turnabout's fair play, until we get the reveal in the fourth you know the fourth bit where the whole thing has just been this elaborate plan that the master would probably be proud of oh uh, boy howdy yes you'd be yeah. proud <laughs> this is just you and me just... we need to talk about forming a duo here yeah exactly oh god uh oh that would be a... okay fanfic writers next challenge <laughs> yeah after failure yeah. team up yeah. 
Um, but uh, yeah, the, then yeah, but then it's like, okay, great. The you know, Valier's finally getting put on trail. Oh, by the way, Doctor, he requested you be his defense attorney. Oh my goodness! So, but of course, and the doctor's just like heck to the no, I'm out. Uh huh. Yeah. No, he's just he's not having it. But it's like it's more of it unravels, and we, you know, we learn more. It's like his. It really, it's his curiosity gets the best of him. Like he, he made he makes a couple of comments about how the value deserves a fair trial. Which, you know, that caters to the doctor's sense of morality and justice. Um, but at the same time, um, at the end of the day, the doctor is just so curious and just can't help themselves. And there, when there's a mystery to unravel, they're like, you know, Give me, give me the end of the yarn. I'm gonna start unraveling this thing until I get to the very end of it. This this doctor is no different. So, um, but the thing is, is though, is as this unfolds, and they even emphasize this as the as the 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 audio is wrapping up at the end that you know. You kind of, as the doctor says, you have to take what the Valiard says with a very large bag of salt. Because the Valiard is a very extremely unreliable narrator, if for anything else, based uh -huh. on past en encounters and past behavior. Um, so, you know, a lot. <sighs> And, but the thing is, though, is that that is a it leaves us with a lot of questions. But at the same time, it also leaves us with opportunities. And what I like about it is even if most, maybe not all, but even if a good chunk of what the Valyard says it talks about his origin story because that's that's really what this is is giving us an opportunity to get an origin story of the Valyard. Uh -huh. um, is um, that um, it's still there's still room in there for um the 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 origin of the valyard to fit into the greater canon oh, even yeah. with what chris chibnall did with his in his run with like the timeless child and everything uh -huh. um so it potentially could still fit that the idea that a time lord could potentially go on regenerating beyond the 13 lives which has been shown to us in a way you know the master was given 
a new set of regenerations uh, yep. for assisting the, the, the Time Lords and in, in the five doctors. Um, we've seen the doctor get a whole new set of regenerations, which is why and, you know, uh, whether this wasn't, I'm assuming it was intentional when the, the trial, the Time Lord script was written that the fact that they say the Valyard is somewhere between the Doctor's 13th and final incarnation or regeneration um, because that leaves it very open considering the now as Doctor Who that we're seeing now technically is the start of a, of a new regeneration cycle mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Matt Smith's Doctor got a whole new set and we could assume it was another set of 13 lives but yeah. we don't know that we don't know that again right. left open so the Valyard is something that like Doctor Who can just kind of keep in their pocket for whenever. Yep. Yeah. So like- and, and also and and with the timeless and especially with the timeless children because the potential numbering order of the doctors is now kind of oops. Um, hold on a second. Technical issues. Um, oh, put out. Hold on. Sorry. Accidentally unplugged my microphone, so it defaulted to the microphone on my computer. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, much better. <laughs> much better. So I was like, what happened there? So it's like I had my elbow on the cord and I yanked it. So my Oops. microphone got unplugged. Um, because with the the the, the we, we just don't know how many incarnations of the doctor there is out there and the the valyard's explanation that the 13 lives the 12 regenerations was arbitrarily put in place by rassilon has been kind of confirmed by chibnall i mean this mm-hmm. audio was done first when right. we got the timeless child, the origin of the timeless child, where that when they were experimenting on the 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 individual who would eventually become the doctor, they were regenerating, regenerating, regenerating. We don't know how many regenerations that they went through before Rassilon, in his oh so wisdom, yeah. set up that that arbitrary. <laughs> number of 13 lives or did Um, he really and he was just saying that or did he which (laughs) considering what we know of rassilon that i am inclined (laughs) to say the valyard is telling the truth (laughs) honestly Mm -hmm. i what i absolutely believe what the valyard is saying uh uh, about rassilon because what we know of rassilon the man was you know, like I said, the the Time Lords as a whole, giant egos, a lot of them, wrestle on the worst. Yep. Uh-huh. Ego to beat all egos. The the wrestle on was just a dick. 
Uh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, to, yeah, to quote Dean Winchester, yep. uh-huh. yeah. No, that's that's putting it mildly because there's language that we yeah. do not use on this podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I I am absolutely in agreement with the doctor that there is at least some truth in what the Valiard was saying, especially the bits about Rassilon. I would absolutely agree with him uh and believe he's telling the truth the rest of it you know the the shadow houses i could believe that again especially if it's something that rassilon put together um you know in all of his infinite again infinite wisdom and i say that with the most amount of sarcasm physically possible um mm-hmm. that, firmly planted in cheek yeah, exactly <laughs> that there are regenerations gone wrong and heaven forbid the time lords find out that you know regeneration's not an absolute you know given that it you know that you're going to regenerate and everything's going to be all hunky-dory i mean we've seen enough with just the doctor's regenerations which Even just the, you know, the regeneration itself, obviously, as far as we know, happens fine. You know, nothing untoward happens physically. You know, like the doctor doesn't suddenly have like two heads or, you know, extra toes or something or, you know, something like that. But just the regeneration process is not easy. I mean, every doctor that we've had that's that we've seen this regenerated has gone through some sort of episode. <laughs> uh, you know, of either being like out cold or you know, brain going a little wonky. Again, six doctor, I'm looking at you. You tried to strangle Perry. <laughs> yep. You needed a nap and a snickers. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So it's like regeneration itself is not an easy process. So, you know, I think any Time Lord that says it never occurred to them that regeneration could go like drastically wrong is, I think, fooling themselves. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yep. Um, so I did like the mention of the symbiotic nuclei, though. Nice little nod to the two doctors there. Mm-hmm. um so uh again reference to <laughs> colin baker's run as a doctor um so um but of course it's all moot because it turns out to be just a big old you know revenge plot on the valyard's part to try to get back at the doctor and the inquisitor for not playing his playing in you know uh, essentially having the doctor's trial not go his way so that he does not uh, so that the doctor didn't get executed and therefore he got his remaining regenerations so <laughs> one big revenge plot and the valier gets off scot-free off to cause mischief again elsewhere in the universe so um but uh, again nice references you know the 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 
out of out of their mind doctor on the mud planets getting yeah. sucked into disappearing into the mud <laughs> uh yeah and i still call back to the sixth doctor getting sucked into the quicksand yep in in trial of time lord um you know the the which yeah the, the out of their mind doctor again valiard in disguise again call back to trial of time lord <clears throat> uh with the valiard with his little disguises um mr bubblewick um but the, all the muttering you know that the that 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 the, the big finish recalls that character the hermit uh mm-hmm. i guess that's what they'll call him uh, the hermits but the the hermits just like speaking seemingly nonsense but there's a lot of references there to like i am the foreman i am foreman mm-hmm. junk junkyard yep. uh i am foreman junkyard where it all started <laughs> yeah also scrapyard boat yep. yard uh-huh insult God. the doctor through at the yes. yard during his trial during- yep <laughs> I'm just like, ooh, I know where you're headed with that one. I got that reference. Yep. Um, yeah, lots of pretty uh, talking about girls and leave them in the strangest places. The doctor's companions getting left all over the place. <laughs> Name dropping Polly. Uh, so, uh, that, was, that was quite fun. So, it's i mean it's just it's it's a really good audio for mm-hmm. the premise seemingly so simple on the surface and like i said it sounds like it should be boring and it i mean if if you don't necessarily care for colin's doctor then yeah you maybe you might i you know if if you're someone that enjoys a bit more you know, flashbang even in your audio. Yeah, this is not necessarily going to be one maybe you enjoy, but one of the things I love about the Sixth Doctor is his ability to speak, and that's one of you know the Colin Baker's done very very well his entire time as a Doctor, both on TV and in Big Finish, is the the best script writers are the ones that are able to write this doctor so that he he sounds like the doctor he, and and especially this particular incarnation each each doctor just has a it's, it's one of those things that you can't necessarily explain you just you know you just you hear them speak enough that you're like yeah that is the persona you know the persona comes through and that's why i really like the 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 trial of, of the time lord and specifically um the ones uh the the finale which was written by pip and jane baker because they really understood the six doctor's voice um and this one is just you know they the they did uh this was written by um alan barnes and mike maddox and they absolutely got 
the Six Doctors voice, the Valyard, and the Inquisitor. Um, you know, and just uh, they just they took this this script and just ran with it. I mean, they, I, I think they just let these three just kind of like here you go, you know, you know what to do with these characters, yeah, <laughs> have fun. Um, uh-huh. which actually Michael Jason. Yeah, it was Michael Jason actually recorded his not at the Big Finish Studios for because he was in the middle of filming something else. So he did his remotely. Um, not that you know it. Um, because it's it's it it sounds really, really good. Um yeah. and uh, unfortunately, while we could still have obviously Colin Baker and Michael Jason return in big finish unfortunately linda bellingham passed away not long after this was released um so mm-hmm. she's no longer with us unfortunately um so i guess if we were to have the inquisitor return she'd have to regenerate i guess would be you know my guess we don't know how many regenerations she has left because mm-hmm. age is a time lady's prerogative so yeah uh as as she says so eloquently to the doctor so i would love to see more stories with the veil yard oh (laughs) yeah just a perfect villain yeah he's yeah he is i mean whatever his actual origin is part of me kind of doesn't care right yeah (laughs) i want more i don't care (laughs) yeah part of me just doesn't kind of part of me just kind of doesn't care um so yeah i mean the the uh the the valyard is in several audios there's there's even a war valyard so um there's the 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 valyard of has a lot of um appearances in um in in big finish so there you have other uh opportunities to hear michael jason do do his stuff um <laughs> so um but it's it's i'm very interested when they wrote this mm-hmm. because of and what the folks at Big Finish knew was coming up for the 50th because I like the the Valiard teases the doctor he's like oh you know it's like ob- you know I'm a future because he's supposed to be a future version of the doctor essentially so he's like i have the the benefit of hindsight he's like i could tell you about some of your future incarnations like the next one who's gonna get himself into all sorts of trouble which is exactly what happens with the seventh doctor um although obviously this is post (laughs) seventh doctor being on tv so they knew what the seventh doctor was going to get into um it looks like december 2014 was it yeah was written well it couldn't have done that because it was released in 2013 
Oh, I'm sorry. Recorded in 2013. Sorry. Yeah. Looking at the wrong thing. Yeah. So maybe 2012. Maybe. So, but to to but to also mention the eighth doctor and how that doctor can't get away from death and knowing that the eighth doctor until obviously the nice little mini uh <laughs> mini uh episode that we got right before you know day of the doctor with paul mcgann's doctor returning and seeing him regenerate into john hurt's doctor but we know that the eighth doctor was involved in the time war mm-hmm. so at least to a point as as much as he didn't want to so that's um again the what the valyard says even there's there's just enough truth in there based on what we know that it's like it's like i don't it's like i know i shouldn't believe everything you say you're definitely on the nose there for a number of things <laughs> so yeah I'm like you're uh, hitting a little too close to home right <laughs> it's like yeah yeah it's, it's just, just like uh, how well do you know river song mm-hmm. that would be the next question out of my mouth mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, no. oh, that would be something to see those two meet. Whoo! Oh my god. Oh, the sass? Oh. Yeah. But, yeah. It's just, oh my goodness. This is a really, really good one. But it's it's definitely one for the the those that are more in no more of the 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 stuff that came before <laughs> really mm-hmm. this is not one yeah. where you just this is like oh yeah this is a good place to start and big finish uh <laughs> not really so um but yeah i i listened to it several times and i just i like smile pretty much the entire time just because mm-hmm. the some of the dialogue is just so yeah it's just so amusing mm-hmm. oh the sass the amount of sass yes so and it's pitch perfect too there's it doesn't sound off no no it's it's completely appropriate though so, yeah the the doctor asking if the valiard is going to play the spoons for an encore <laughs> <laughs> Samuel Sylvester is like, ah, yeah, <laughs> I got mine. Uh, <laughs> Don't you go there. Those spoons are mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely a, uh, definitely a very, very good big finish audio. Obviously, I find it extremely re-listenable. Um, mm-hmm but not for noobs so no no when i saw that you picked this one oh my gosh i was bouncing up and down when i saw your pick i'm like yeah i was wondering when we're gonna get around to that one (laughs) 
yeah it's it's really really good so. mm -hmm. all right you guys have anything nope do yourself a favor if you haven't watched trial of the time lord do that then pick up this <laughs> mm -hmm. which trial of the time lord is out on it's gotten the blu-ray treatment so yes it has oh and it is spectacular mm, yep chauncey gave me that was a anniversary present very nice not our last anniversary the anniversary before that i think cool um so and now i need to get the other colin baker blu-ray <laughs> which has mm -hmm. everything else yes um because his run was short yes it was i'm not going to get up on that soapbox um mm -hmm. been there done that several times so but yeah trial of time lord this trial of valyard and it's good it's good that's all i can say it's good stuff yeah if i if if this was next stop everywhere i would i would give it nine skull caps there you go all right well if any of our listeners want to chime in about this particular big finish story or anything else we may have talked about the news and the like uh you can send us an email just like shalane and aaron have done hopefully your email is more cooperative than shalane's was uh, <laughs> uh you could email us five ish girls at gmail.com or you can visit our website, which is the fiveishfangirls.com, where you can connect with all of our other social media accounts. And you can always contact us via those as well. There's also the links to the Goodreads Book Club. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, maybe you want to wait on this one and see if it wins for March. Mm -hmm. And then you can listen to it for. <laughs> book club <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not that we're showing our hand at what we voted for <laughs> no, no. um uh and of course there is also uh on our websites uh ways for you to financially support us so there is our our um our patreon and um also our uh merch uh which is available on uh redbubble so you can uh do that there make purchases um and uh of course, also on our website, information on Fangirls Give Back, our non for profit. So I was recently at an event with uh, some familiar faces, and we got to talking and plans maybe happening. So 
Cool. It all just comes down to time because <laughs> we all have just the same 24 hours in a day. So mm -hmm. <laughs> but we have lots of ideas yep. and hopefully at least some of them can come to fruition. <laughs> Uh -huh. oh. uh, so there is that so um and then uh speaking of our non-profit unfortunately most of our I think most of our listeners are not my facebook friend so this won't matter to you as far as my personal facebook facebook feed is concerned although if it gets shared by other pages, could people still donate? I'm not entirely sure how that works because I know I Nick shared so. it through. I, I know Nick shared it through with the, the Gold Standard Facebook page. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess go to the Gold Standard Facebook page if you're on Facebook and see if you can access that. But I have uh, for my birthday, I've set up a fundraiser for Pan Girls Give Back. So. Um, but uh, of course, you can always go to the website and at the bottom, there is a donation link there as well. So if the Facebook thing doesn't work, you can always do it directly through the website also. <clears throat> so any any donations will automatically go to Fangirls Give Back. Anything, any money we get from like Patreon, merchandise sales, that goes more to support the podcast because the government is weird about where your money comes from. When you have a nonprofit, so mm -hmm. <laughs> but it all helps support us and helps keep keep us going. Because as long as, as long as we can keep this ball rolling, it's gonna go keep rolling. So, but anyway, that is uh, all we have for this week. So until next episode i guess it is time to sign off this is Brittany Bogdan saying good night this is holly from wisconsin saying good evening and this is rachel in not a secret laboratory just indianapolis which is not nearly as exciting uh but <laughs> uh like i said gallifrey can go For listening to the Five Ish Fangirls. Please visit thefiveishfangirls.com for details on how to further support the show along with information on our nonprofit, Fangirls Give Back. We love our Five Ish fam and appreciate all of your feedback, shares, and encouragement. Remember to keep letting your geek flag fly.